Hello students, welcome to Science Matters, where we introduce you to everyday science concepts and make science fun. I'm your teacher, Mrs. Roxanne McCoy Chambers, and welcome to this another integrated science class. In today's class, we want to describe what happens after fertilization to form seeds and fruits. And then we want to relate the structure of seeds and fruit to the structure of the flower. And then by then, we should be able to differentiate between seed and fruit and identify the main parts of a seed. So call a friend, get your books, get your pencils, and yes, bring one of your red pea seeds. And we are going to explore today. You have a minute. Mango time, mango time, mango time. Mango time, mango time, mango time. Hello students, I am so happy today. Do you know why? Mango time is coming. I just look at my tree and I can't wait. Are there right mangoes on my tree? Oh no, 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 not at all. But as I look at my tree, it is loaded with flowers. And you'd recall that flowers are the site for reproduction. So with so many flowers on my mango tree, it means that the fruit mangoes will be coming soon. Yes, what we call blossoms are actually flowers that engage in the reproductive process to become fruits. You'd recall when we describe the process of pollination and fertilization, we say that the plants undergo pollination where the flower attract animals by their scent and nectar. And these animals come to the plants and pollens become attached to them and they transfer pollens to the stigma. So when pollen is transferred to the stigma, which can also be done by wind, we say this is called what? Pollination. Beautiful. Then we had a next process that we descri described last class. We spoke about fertilization. And what is fertilization again? Yes, where the pollen forms a pollen tube that goes down to the style into the ovary and fuses with the ovules and forms a zygote. So the ovules contains a female gamete and the pollen contains the male gamete. And when the two of them fuse together, that process is called fertilization. Now, when they fuse together, what else is formed? A zygote. And a zygote is simply the combination of the male and female gamete. And it continues to divide many times before forming what we call an embryo. And just a simple definition, an embryo is just a baby plant that is stuck right inside a seed. And this embryo is covered by what we call a seed coat. So, where did the fleshy part of the mango come from? Well, the fleshy part of the mango is actually the ovary. Yes. So, after the fertilization of seed, the ovary which is the outer part of the seed is what forms the fruit. And so the sepals and the stamen and the stigma and the petals fall off. 
do you notice students that if you look at a little mango that is being formed you can actually see the different parts of the flower or even one or two parts of the flower still attached that eventually dries up and disappear so let us look carefully at the whole process that occurs after fertilization in flowering plants so we say that pollination occurs when the pollen grain from the anther lands on the stigma so after pollen grains land on the stigma a pollen tube grows from the pollen grain through the style and into the ovary the cells inside the pollen grain travel down the pollen tube into the ovary which contains the ovules and fertilization occurs because the gametes in the pollen grain fuses with the gametes inside the ovule and we're talking about these sexual gametes now after fertilization occur each ovules develop into a seed so each seed contains a tiny undeveloped plant called an embryo and the ovary surrounding the ovules now develops into a fruit that contains one or more seeds so when you think of a fruit what comes to your mind oranges mangoes yes melons apple beautiful but there are other examples of fruits you know and you may not believe that they are fruits but they are actually fruits for example a green bean is a fruit of the green bean plant so when you open that pod you're actually opening a fruit and taking out the seeds yes a fruit is defined as a ripened ovary that contains seed so the ovary students develop into a fruit at the same time the ovules develop into seeds what a beautiful story so as the fruit develops it swells and ripens and the function of a fruit is to hold and protect the seeds so the simplest fruit consists of a single seed like our sweet sweet juicy apple right so grains like corn and wheat and and other fruits right in many grains the overwalls are salting that they are fused with the seed other fruits like tomatoes cucumber yes cucumber you would never thought of it but they are actually developed from ovules containing seeds right they have more than one seeds so most of the fruit for example an apple is formed by the stem surrounding the ovary so if you slice an apple in half for example the american apple you can see the boundary between the ovary wall and that of the the stem and so the seed now is what is responsible for the growth of a plant. Once a fruit is fully developed and the seeds are fully developed, the plant embryo inside of that seed goes into a dormant inactive state. Now, in order for the seed to carry on the process of reproduction and to make more plants, it has to be disperse and dispersal of the seed is necessary you see the formation of the seed is essential for, for each of the flowering plants to survive 
but plants rely on sources such as light water and nutrients from the soil in order to grow so if a plant simply drops its seeds where it grow there would soon be too many plants competing for the available resources so you remember last class we spoke about all those baby trees or small trees under the tree and you notice that very soon they don't even grow very further than that yes that's because the mother tree or the parent tree has taken up all the resources the sunlight etc and so for them to grow what you usually see mommy or grandma or auntie doing or daddy doing is removing those plants and replanting them so that they can get the necessary resources that they need to grow so in order for seeds to what we say germinate or continue the process of reproduction seeds have to disperse and plants have developed different ways of spreading or dispersing their seeds some seeds like the poppy rely on a good gust of wind to carry them away from the parent plant right and if you notice some seeds like in the pot they dry and then you don't see they open the wind take them away seeds that are dispersed by animals they rely on being eaten or carried you have some fruits that are eaten by animals like berries and these seeds can pass through the animal's body undamaged and then they are ingested several hours later at a location some distance from the parent plant and they in turn germinate and grow into a new plant you even have seeds that can be rubbed off on, anim on animals too or that are dispersed by wind or animals into the water and carried to different locations and there they are being germinated so we're saying that the dispersal of seeds is important to continue the process of germination and this can happen either by wind animal or water so now let's look at the parts of a seed let's look at the parts of a seed now a seed contains everything that is necessary to grow into a new plant and once the conditions are there seed will germinate right and the conditions that are necessary for a seed to germinate are water or moisture oxygen from the air because this is needed for respiration to provide energy and warmth so seeds don't need light to germinate we know this because you put your seed in the fridge and you see them germinate so we know this because we often sow the seeds on the surface of soil cover them to prevent birds from eating them and they germinate so the light is only needed by the seedlings once they have become green leaves and can carry out photosynthesis to make food so now you have your red pea with you i want you to look along the edges of your red pea yes and open it for me please very good and i want you to have another one that you haven't opened as yet so let's look at the external part of the seed now do you see in the middle of the seed a dip there like a scar okay that part is called the helium very good and then the red part that you can see is called the tester and then now if you look carefully you'll see a little hole on the seal and that is called the micropile now let's find out the function of each of the three parts that i called a while ago 
The helium is a scar where the seed was attached to the seed pod. The tester is a tough coating of the seed. And the micropile now is a small hole in the tester through which water can enter the seed. Now with the seed that is open, right? Very good. That fleshy part that you can see is called the cotyledon. And there are two cotyledons in your red pea, right? Now the cotyledons, they store food for the embryo. So they store food for the germinating plant. So the nutrients that the, the plant needs to germinate is stored in the cotyledon. And so the food store of the seed is a cotyledon and it provides a germinating plant with all the nutrient needs until it can start to make food for itself. What an, what an awesome thing. How? So in some plants, the cotyledons will become the first leaves. Then now, sandwiched between the cotyledons are the radical, which will develop into the root of the plant. So when you look at the little embryo plant that you see there, amazing, isn't it boys and girls? Yes. So the radical will develop into the root of the plant, right? And then you have the plumule, which will develop into everything above the, the ground, the shoot system, such as the stem, the leaves, and the flowers. So in a germinating seed, the radical grows first, followed by the plumule. Very good, very good. And for your homework, I want you to make a germination floss. So you get a plastic cup that's transparent or get your jam jar, wash it all clean, put your newspaper inside, take some fresh beans from the market or from your plant outside and put them at different spots in it and take your time and water it each day and watch your germination takes place. So, what is the difference between a fruit and a seed? So, you know that the fruits is the fleshy part that is formed from the ovary. And the seed are the ovules. So, what's the similarity between the fruit and the seed? The fruit and the seed are a result of sexual reproduction. And most fruits contain seeds. And fruits play an important role in seed dispersal by attracting the animals so that the animals can eat the seed, the fruit, and then they can go about dispersing it, whether through ingestion or by eating and some falling on the ground or even being attached to them. So the fruit is a ripened ovary of the angiosperm, while the seed now is a fertilized ovule. So the key difference between a fruit and a seed, the fruit is the ovary and the ovule or ovules are the seed. Now, the fruit cannot grow into a new plant, but the seed can grow into a new plant. So without the seeds, the fruit cannot grow into a new plant. But without the fruit, the seed can grow into a new plant because the fruit don't contain the embryo. It is the seed that contains the embryo. And the fruit is fleshy while the seed just have an outer coat, as you can see, called the, the tester. Now, after fertilization, the ovary becomes the fruit. And after fertilization, the ovule becomes the seed. The outer layer of the fruit is the exocarp, while the outer layer of the seed is the tester. Such an interesting lesson today.
isn't it? And students, I want you to go there and I want you to look at your flowering plants and observe these things that we have discussed. And remember now, not every fruit is edible, but once the plant engage in reproduction, you will have seeds and you will have different kinds of fruit. Let us do some closing exercise. So we see that flowers play a very important role in our environment, right? It is through flowers that we have the formation of fruits and seeds. And the seed play a vital role in producing the next generation of plants when they germinate. And this ensures the continuation of each species of plant, which is very important. So the reason we have apples today that grandma or great-grandparents ate is because the seed germinated new plants. And this is what ensures the continuation of life. Fruits are edible. And you know, they provide us with many nutrients. And flowers also provide food for many insects like bees and butterflies. And so it creates the balance and it is sustaining in ensuring for the growth of life and providing us with the necessary nutrients needed. So imagine what our world would be like if we did not have flowers. So apart from the fact that they beautify our environment, and they are lovely to look at. They provide a key role in providing us with fruits and seed. So today we look at what happens after fertilization. We say that after fertilization, the ovules become seeds and the ovary becomes fruit. We say that when these seeds are dispersed, the seeds undergo what we call germination where the embryo, which is a small plant inside the seed, emerges from the seed and grow into a new plant and continues the cycle of life. We say that the seed has different parts of it. We have the helum, the testa, and the micropyle. And inside the seed, you have the cotyledon. You have the embryo, which consists of the Humule and the radical and these parts are what grow to form our shoot system and our root system we say that in order for germination to take place we need water or moisture oxygen from the air and also identified some differences between the fruit and the seed and among the many differences that we discuss we say that the ovary is what becomes the fruit after fertilization and the ovule becomes the seed and without the seeds the fruit cannot grow into a new plant but without the fruit the seed can grow into a new plant beautiful class today let me ask you some questions now which part of the plant attracts insects the petal beautiful which part of the plant holds the pollen grain the anther very good which part of the plant becomes the fleshy part of the fruit the ovary very good which part of the plant becomes the seed of the fruit the ovules very good now tell me what is the name of the part of the embryo in the seed that will become the shoot system. The pumule, very good. 
Now what are the conditions necessary for germination to take place? Water, oxygen and warmth or what we would say is suitable temperature. Thank you so much for coming to Integrated Science class today. Keep sweet until we meet again. So remember, science is everywhere and science is for everyone.